0: Dale Valor This is Pamela Ross This is Tranesia And you're listening And you're listening To Game On with Jackson Stewart To Game On with Jackson Stewart Game On with Jackson Stewart Killing them Follow Game On with Jackson Stewart On YouTube at Game On with Jack On the official blog www.gameonwithjack.blog And at the new store www.gameonwithjack.shop Keep it sexy and game on Good people, sexy people, welcome to a special episode of Game on with Jackson Stewart. Tonight, we're diving deep into a topic that fascinates all of us, and that's the topic of luck. You ever wonder why some folks seem to have luck on their side while others can't catch a break? Well, tonight's your night, and we're talking about that topic. Um, Also, you're probably gonna hear some, you know, some hacking and water drinking by yours truly. If you guys have been with me for a while, you know that about once or twice a year, your man Jack comes down with something. (laughs) But the show's got to go on, right? So rather than take the night off, I wanted to still get this show out. It's a great topic. It's a great time. Today is Friday the 13th. Uh, It's October. It's uh, fall. Everything that lines up to make it spooky and uh, bad luck. You know, what's a spookier topic than that kind of thing? But, you know, we're going to talk about the fact that there is no such thing as bad luck, what makes some people luckier than others, and what you can do to increase your quote unquote luck, and uh, definitely in the game of life, finances, romance, sex, etc. So, uh, as always, I want to really, excuse me, uh, let you guys know, I appreciate you tuning in. And don't forget to catch the show on all your socials, YouTube, Patreon.com, uh, the blog, Twitter, and also the player's shop. Definitely want to have you guys follow uh, Game Out With Jack everywhere you can and spread the word because it's not just about, the show's not about me, the show is about bringing you guys information to enhance your lifestyle, right? So don't do it for me. Do it for yourselves, do it for your buddies, do it for the people you care about. And uh, hit me back with feedback. Let me know if some of these tips, these shows, these guests really resonate with you and, and, you know, have helped you level up your game. So, uh, without further ado, let's jump into it, right? Let's talk about some luck. Um, Do I believe in bad luck? No. Um, I believe in randomness. There's a random quality to life. You know, I mean, some people, it's just things happen. Now, I also believe in that we can attract events to ourselves based on the energy that we're giving off. So maybe that those two kind of topics um, don't coexist, but in my head, they do. You know, you can be um, lucky. I'm sorry, you can be a victim of randomness, but you can also control your circumstances to a certain degree by the energy and the vibe that you put out. What I feel most often comes off as bad luck is a growing um, crescendo of bad choices. We're going to talk about that. You know, we're talking about the six reasons you're unlucky and these choices compound on one another. And by the time they pop, it looks like bad luck. It looks like woe is me. It looks like, oh shit, you know, one more thing that didn't work out for me. And that's that's not the case. And and why do I want to point out that you don't suffer from bad luck normally? Because if you stop thinking that you are a victim of some faceless, ambiguous force that you cannot control, if you start looking at the things that happen to you as things that you created by your choices, then you empower yourself. There's, there's no good in victimization. You know, things happen that you had no control over because, like, things can happen to our loved ones, things can, things can happen to our jobs, whatever, that we didn't have shit to do about. And that sucks. And that is chaos. That is other people's choices that are impacting us. And that happens. But if you walk around thinking, oh man, I just I never catch a break, I'm just bad luck, that you're putting out just bad vibes, you're putting out bad energy. You're gonna attract more circumstances that are gonna prove to you, yes, you have bad luck. Now, if you flip it and you say, you know what, this happened, I didn't like it, it was bad or it was negative, but I'm going to take this energy and put it towards X, put it towards Y. You become powerful, right? You become confident. You become attractive. You become sexual. You become um, like just a force of nature. And you start to control your life. You start to build your life. You start to become the guy that you always wanted to be. And then you'd be surprised by once you start to control yourself, then this bad luck thing fades away or greatly diminishes. And then next thing you know, you become more confident. Next thing you know, you start taking care of your shit. Next thing you know, you start getting recognized and acknowledged and seen and wanted and desired. So I don't say you don't have bad luck to pick on you. I don't say you don't have bad luck to to diminish bad circumstances or events that have happened to you, but player, I tell you, don't believe in bad luck because you can control your shit. This is your chance to say, fuck you, bad circumstances and quote unquote bad luck. I run my shit. Here's what I want to do. And that's why I want you to stop thinking of bad luck and start thinking that you made bad choices. This is not about guilt. This is not about making you feel like crap. But just look at you made some choices which have led you to a world that you didn't like. You can uh, you have the power because you're still breathing because I don't think there's any dead people listen to the podcast but hey this is Oct- this is October it's just Friday the 13th in October um, so I want you to think of it like that here's a good example before we get into six steps <coughs> excuse me um, guys on his way to work and all of a sudden he has a, a massive heart attack and. You know, thank God they take him to the hospital and they check him out and they find out that he had some arterial blockage and, um, you know, they were able to give him to the hospital in time and they do all this stuff and he's in the hospital and they release him, but they give him stuff to do. Now, buying genetics, <clears throat> there's a good chance he had a massive heart attack from this blockage because he was maybe eating bad. Maybe he wasn't exercising. Maybe he was doing both. Maybe he had a genetic disorder and he didn't know about it. Questions. Was he eating bad? Was he working out? Was he getting a physical? Was he having blood work done? Was he seeing a doc? So while it looks like bad look, like oh, damn, I had a heart attack. Bad choices led him to this point. Now, he survived. What's he going to do with this survival? What's he going to do with this newfound energy? Well, maybe he puts into changing his lifestyle. Maybe he starts eating better. Maybe he starts to work out. Maybe he stresses less. And so he takes this event, this negative event, this bad moment, instead of saying, oh, what was me? Bad luck got me. He says, wow, shit, I survived this thing. Let me start doing better. Next, you know, a year from a year from then or two years later, the guy is in act excellent shape or at least better shape. He stresses less. Maybe he quit a job that sucked. Maybe he got a promotion. Maybe he just gave out a better vibe. Maybe he's got a new person in his life. Like, so that's, that's an example of how somebody can say person A, while wow, this was bad luck or person B can say, man, some bad choices led me here, but I can do better. I'm going to do better because I deserve better. You deserve to be in charge of your life. You deserve to not be a victim. But a victor, and you deserve to kick ass every day that you're breathing. All right, so uh, six reasons that you are unlucky. Number one, lack of preparation. Shit, don't this get us all, right? You weren't ready and shit went bad. <laughs> Luck often favors the prepared mind, right? There's that great saying that uh, fortune favors the bold, so to speak. It's not necessarily that you are prepared. No, I mean, and, and so, yes, you know, we could say, well, Jack, you like that law of attraction and law of assumption. So if isn't that me bringing luck? Well, <clears throat> no, that is you still making choices that are bringing better things into your path. So if you're not prepared, you know, you're always running late. You never have your shit together. You're always, um, you know. You are the last person to show up for a meeting, you're last person to work with the project, etc. These are things that are popping up from the lack of preparation, which could look like bad luck. One, you are ignoring opportunities or missing opportunities. And some people don't recognize opportunities because they're not prepared to seize them. So if you're always running late, you never have your stuff together, you're disheveled, um, you oversleep and and you're not taking care of business so you get to a meeting late or you don't get to a meeting um prepared maybe somebody was in that meeting looking for someone to promote to run the next project but it ain't you cuz you don't you miss the person or they're in the room and they're seeing you come in all you know looking like hot shit so they skip you all right so you ignore opportunities slash you miss opportunities from lack of preparation also, lack of preparation. Luck tends to run from those who don't have the skills to take advantage of it. Don't have the skills that are needed to turn opportunities into success. All right, so this goes back to, you know, <clears throat> you're like, oh man, bad luck. Because <clears throat> excuse me, I, I missed that um I missed that chance for the promotion to run the project. Well, you got to the meeting late. Or uh Yeah, I tried to talk to that person at the party and ask him out, but I turned around and they were gone. Well, they didn't even see you to wait for you because you got to the party late. Um, Maybe you were a drunk ass being stupid, or they looked at you and you looked like a mess. You didn't have any confidence. Um, You were rushing around the room, and they had no interest in even approaching you or have you approached them. So you miss out on things, right? So lack of preparation leads to a loss of opportunities. Um, you know, you have inadequate skills, which can feed the lack of preparation. And also, it's a failure to plan. So without a plan, you're only going to get what looks like bad luck. Your chances, your opportunities, your skills have nowhere to go. So people without clear goals often find themselves in unfortunate circumstances, and you know it's the idea of um, a leaf will blow any direction because a leaf has no weight, it has no connection, it has no root, it just goes anywhere. Um, I think it was Ford that said, um, "If you think you can, or if you think you can't, if you think you can't, you're right. Better yet." If you're on train tracks, make a decision, (laughs) right or left. Either way, just don't do nothing and stay there and get hit by a train. So the number one reason, I'm sorry, the first reason we start off with that you're unlucky, you lack preparation. And beneath that, you ignore opportunities, you have inadequate skills, and you have a failure to plan. Now, how can you counter this? Be prepared. You know, and if you know you struggle with preparation, start early. If you know a meeting is next week, start a week from the meeting and have your shit together. If you know you run late, wake up earlier and get to the meeting on time. Um, If you're going to a party and you're always worried about, um, you know, what to bring or whatever, call the host ahead of time. Lay your clothes out early. Like, you can start to be more prepared by habit. It's going to be tough the first couple of times you do it, but if you can stay prepared for at least 15 to 30 days, it'll become a habit. And it just becomes, especially once you see the benefit of being prepared, how you look, how you start to feel more lucky, then it's going to be easier for you to stay that way than slide back into being quote unquote unlucky. And because you're not prepared for shit. So second reason you are unlucky, you have a negative attitude. You ever notice how negative people tend to only get more negative shit? Because A, I firmly believe they put out a negative vibe and they attract negative things to their life, but also because of the following. One, self-doubt. Excuse me. You cannot reach for new opportunities. You cannot reach for new chances, whether it be talking to your boss about a promotion, um, approaching a person about going on a date, um, joining a gym or pushing yourself for that next exercise or that next workout level. You can't do any of that stuff if you don't think you can. And if you're full of self-doubt, you will create a self-fulfilling prophecy of failure and you will look like you're unlucky and you'll be like, well, there I go with bad luck again. No shit. You have self-doubt. You lack preparation. What do you think was going to happen? Also underneath uh, negative attitude, you lack gratitude. If there is nothing else in life that you master, please master being grateful. Grateful people people who exhibit gratitude, it's just like it's it's a freaking superpower. They tend to just look lucky. Well, one, when you're grateful, people like to be around you. So people are going to do things for you. People are going to, excuse me, include you. People are not going to... Plan in your absence because they want you around because gratitude feels nice. It's a good vibe. When you lack appreciation, you can be blinded to potential opportunities. So if you're always bitching and never saying thank you and never appreciating things, you know, it's like a garden. The stuff you don't water dies. So stuff you don't show appreciation for is going to like wither in your life. It could be your coworkers, it could be your friends, it could be your spouse, your partner, family members. Skill sets, like if you don't show just a sincere, I'm not talking about bullshit thank yous, but sincere gratitude and appreciation for what you have, you will lose it, all right? Another aspect of a negative attitude, one of the reasons you're unlucky is uh, you are full of envy and, and resentment. Nobody wants to hang around envious people and people full of resentment. Jealousy can cloud your judgment, and it's going to make it harder for you to see positive paths ahead of you. So you're the guy that had the heart attack, you're in the hospital, um, they're laying out all these things they can do for you. Meanwhile, you're looking at what's outside your patient room, and you see a guy you know walking up and down the hallway, maybe with an IV, and you know he's just doing laps back and forth. Rather than seeing what opportunities you have to get better, you're like, I hate that son of a bitch because he can walk and I'm still in the bed with tubes. And every day you see this guy and you hate his ass because you're jealous of what he's doing. Well, while you're so angry at this guy doing his thing, you're not listening to what the doctor's telling you about your own rehab possibilities. Um, Maybe you're missing out on the hot nurse who is taking kind of a shine to your ass and might be available for you if you get your shit together. So. Uh, negative attitude and lack of preparation are two key reasons why you are unlucky. Okay. Number three, fear of failure. There's a great quote um, in the news right now from the actor Ryan Reynolds. And um, Ryan Reynolds bought two companies Worked them up and sold them for billions of dollars. And I believe one is a uh one is a cell phone company. I think the other one is maybe i mess, I'm forgetting what the other one is. It's either a uh, alcohol or it's that soccer team he's got. But anyway, he bought them, he took a risk, he worked them up, he sold them. Now you could sit there and go, Well, what's Ryan Reynolds? And he's he's you know handsome and he's an actor and he's a slave, whoever. Well, all right, so now we're falling back on envy and resentment. But you could, and Ryan Reynolds said, and the reason why I brought him up is he says that you have to be, in order to be great, you have to be willing to be bad. You have to be willing to fail. So fear of failure, fear can paralyze you and keep you locked in exactly where you are. You're not stretching. You're not reaching. You're not trying. You know, there's an old saying in God, is it true? The best fruit is hanging on the end of the branch. The best fruit doesn't grow right next to the tree. It's out there on the limb. You got to go out there. You know, so if you have fear of failure, some aspects that are contributing to this, which is the third reason that you are unlucky, you've got risk aversion. You avoid risks at all costs because you want to play it safe. Planet Safe keeps you off the path of adventure, keeps you off the path of growth. Growth is not safe. Growth is not normally easy. Sometimes growth can fucking suck. It can be painful. Think about when you're a a kid, right? There's a reason it's called growing pains. Some, Some children actually can physically hurt. Because their bones are stretching against their skin, against their tendons, their muscles. Their body is pulling itself out so that they reach their full potential of height and size and growth. If you were a baby you're like, oh, I don't want to grow. It sucks. You know, being in kindergarten or first grade, you wouldn't be where you are. Or think about when you were scared to go to high school and then you got to high school and all the wonders that you discovered all the things you learned about yourself, same with college or trade school or that vacation. There were moments when you had to grow and you grew and it was pretty fucking awesome. Scary. Hell yes. Worth it. No doubt. So fear, um, fear of failure and risk aversion, you know, <clears throat> fear and danger are two different things. <clears throat> in the society we live in now Globally, as a, as a species, we worry more about fear than we ever face danger. <clears throat> danger is, it's obvious, it's coming for you, it's life or death. You know, if we were talking 100,000 years ago or whatever, we're talking about saber-toothed Tigers, we're talking about, you know, packs of wolves in the wild trying to come to our cave and eat us. What we suffer from nowadays is fear. You know, what if I don't do good? What if the boss bitches at me? What if my girlfriend dumps me? So we need to worry less about fear because what's saying fear is a uh, false evidence appearing real F E A R and try. Another aspect of, of a uh, fear of failure is overthinking. God, I'm guilty of this. I'm, <laughs> I'm an overthinking son of a bitch. Constantly analyzing every move can lead to missed opportunities due to ind- indecision. You are constantly looking at all the different ways this can go right, this can go wrong. And next thing you know, by the time you make up your mind, if you ever make up your mind, you missed a chance. You missed a shot at something lucky. So something goes by you and you're like, oh, I would have totally done that if I'd had the chance. Oh man, more of that bad luck. No, <clears throat> you let it go past you because you were too busy thinking too much. <clears throat> Excuse me, guys. Sorry about this. So stop overanalyzing. You know, measure twice, cut once. Don't measure 18 times and never cut. If you're worried about a situation and you're worried about your judgment, go find somebody who's an expert or somebody whose perspective you trust and ask them for their input, but don't take too long to do it. If there's a project or an opportunity, you know, at work or socially, find out how much time you got to make a decision. If they're like, "Hey, man, we want you to run this. Uh, we want you to run this this assignment," or somebody's like, "Hey, you want to go to dinner?" Maybe you ask them. You know, if it's work, okay, I'm I'm interested. How much time do you have to make to make my decision? How much time do I have to make my decision? Somebody's asking you out. It'd be nice to give an answer on the spot. <laughs> you can say, "Hey, yeah, let me get your number and or you know, Instagram, whatever the hell you guys use, but." And let me give you a call, like, how's next week look? No, next week looks okay. Then you can run to your buddies and go, shit, I got a date next week. What do you guys think? But don't don't just stand still. And that goes back to that railroad analogy. Train's coming. Make a decision. All right, don't overthink it. A third aspect of fear of, uh, fear of failure is lack of resilience. <clears throat> You're so unable to bounce back from failure that you you're frozen and or you give up too soon and you miss out on quote unquote lucky breaks you know there's a setback in something you're doing a setback in your workout and <clears throat> you're so terrified of having the, you know of the failure getting worse that you just don't try anymore you, you give up resilience is key. You got to be able to take hits because life is going to hit you. Life hits everybody. You know, it rains on the just and the unjust alike. I don't care who the person is. I don't care how wealthy or good looking or successful or powerful you think they have. They have had some fucking tough moments in their life. Nobody gets out of life without a tough moment. It don't happen. The only things that don't suffer a tough moment in life are things that don't live. I mean, as dark as that sounds, but everybody, I mean, you can't buy more time. <clears throat> sure, you can improve the quality of life and the time you have, but when it's time, it's time. You know, death comes from billionaires and, and paupers alike. Kings and queens, servants and slaves, death is going to come for all of them. And I don't say that to be dark, but it's, it's the great equalizer. So if you got the same... Shot at dying as somebody who you think is quote unquote better off than you, then you got the same shot at success. It might look different. It might take some more work. This is not to discount the things and setbacks you got staring at you, but don't be a victim. Don't suck up or don't get sucked into the idea of bad luck. You can control your shit, player, and you can come out on top. Fuck the circumstances. Screw the people telling you that you're unlucky. Include yourself. Tell yourself... <coughs> excuse me. Look in the mirror. Tell I'm a lucky bastard. And I make my own luck. Keep moving. Tell yourself that three times a day. Every day for the next year. And watch how your luck, quote unquote, changes. All right? So we got... <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> Hold on. We got like three more of these. And if you guys can stand me hacking... Fourth reason you're unlucky, lack of adaptability. You can't handle change. You cannot change with the change. Luck favors those who can roll with the punches. But how? Well, you can adapt, you can change. You are hard to keep down. That's that resilience we just talked about. But the things that contribute to a lack of adaptability are a resistance to change, you are rigid in your mindset. And this can prevent you from embracing new opportunities, new changes, new concepts, and it leaves you <clears throat> looking unlucky. It leaves it leaves luck knocking on a, on a closed door. Oh, it can only be this way, or oh, that you know, I, I can't do that, or oh, we've always done it that way, and this new idea is not going to work out. Well, guess what? Boom! You just shot yourself in the foot. And whatever chances were waiting for, you just said, well, fuck it. This door ain't opening. I'm going to move on. Refusal to learn. This contributes to lack of adaptability. You believe that your way is the only way. Your way is the right way. And you refuse to learn, to grow, <clears throat> to embrace new methods of getting something done. Stagnation in knowledge and skills makes it hard to navigate Changing tides. So you're sitting there, <coughs> excuse me, to use the analogy, you're sitting there in your boat and you're like, nope, this is the only way to the island. And people are like, yeah, no, that way's looking kind of bad, man. Why don't you try this way or that way? Nope, this way is the way, this way is the way. Next thing you know, boom, typhoon hits your little raft and shatters it and you drown. And your last thought is, man, that's some bad luck, that typhoon hit me. No, people were telling you to try a different way and you refused. Okay, so stagnation is bad. You don't want to do that. Ego. An inflated ego can blind you to valuable advice and new perspectives, and it cuts you off from what people would call <clears throat> lucky pathways, lucky trails or, or new ideas. And one thing, I'm sorry, I totally skipped over this. <clears throat> um, how do you fix your negative attitude, going back to step two of what makes you unlucky? Best way to fix a negative attitude, number one, keep a gratitude journal. It's very hard to stay totally negative if you make the effort to write down, every day write down three things you're grateful for. And then maybe grow into like 10 things you're grateful for over like the course of a couple weeks. Surround yourself by people who are positive. And learn from them. Don't sit there and shoot them down like, oh, of course you could be happy because blah, blah. No, look at them. Soak that shit in. And also don't feed your brain negative stuff. If you got a negative attitude, you go home and watch negative, the negative news and depressing ass movies, you're only feeding your negativity. As annoying as it might be, as counterproductive to your core as it might feel, your negative core, watch some positive things. Only read positive books or <clears throat> positive articles and see if that changes. No, not see, it will change your negative attitude. And as far as uh, fear of failure, <clears throat> best way to get over fear fear of failure, two things. And one, try. Try small things. Second, look back at your successes and let those build you up to reach. Think of it like, you know, you've got past successes. You probably just don't look at them. They're bricks. You're going to put these bricks in the pile and you're climbing those bricks to the next thing you want. That will help you build a bridge over your fear of failure so you can try something new and make that new small. So if you fail, you're not going to go, oh, well, see, I told you, I shouldn't have tried it. But if you fail small, you can go, well, I I reached out there and it didn't work, but it wasn't so bad. And then keep trying, keep trying, okay? Sorry about that, guys. I totally missed out on those, uh, those two points. But anyway, So, uh, adaptability, what's the best way to counter a lack of adaptability? Um, (laughs) Adapt. No, I mean, it's a good idea, especially for this one with all these, to seek professional help. Something in your mindset is keeping you from changing. Usually, what keeps us from changing is fear. We're scared that if we try something new, We'll, we'll fail. Or if we try something new, we'll succeed. And that means that the stuff that we thought we knew was wrong. Or it means that, you know, the stuff that we thought we knew no longer applies going forward. Like it totally refutes everything we've ever learned. That's not the case. Maybe what you, <clears throat> what you knew worked, would work again with this new situation, but today it doesn't. So you have to adapt. So that, that's some deep core stuff, why you're scared to change. And that's best rooted out by a professional, a counselor, a therapist, et cetera. okay? Fifth reason um, that you are unlucky, poor timing. And I really feel like this goes a lot towards, you know, lack of preparation. But sometimes it's all being in the right place at the right time. But then how do people miss this right Place in this right time. They're impatient. Impatience can lead to premature actions and you miss the perfect moment to shine. So maybe, you know, maybe you're at the meeting on time and you're waiting for the boss, remember your team to show up and they're five minutes late, 10 minutes late. By the time they walk in, you're huffing and puffing and you're throwing a bitch fit. Well, you look like an asshole. And maybe they were going to, let's say something simple. Maybe they're going to take everybody out to lunch. Now they don't want to because you suck, because you got a bad vibe, because you look like somebody took away your cookie time. (laughs) So don't be impatient. Um, Realize that there's a good possibility that whatever the reason was that made you wait was worthwhile and maybe was not to spite you or to stick a finger in your eye, but Something happened that was out of your control to somebody that you do not control, and it led to you waiting. Also, impatience um, <clears throat> can lead to poor timing because you jumped the gun. You know, as much as overthinking can make you not move, impatience can make you move too early. You don't have all your facts. You haven't consulted somebody who's got a different perspective. Maybe you think you know it all. Maybe you're too afraid to miss something, and boom, you shoot, but you're too early. Overlooking timing cues, so you ignore signs and signals around you that can make you oblivious to opportunities, right? So, <coughs> excuse me, poor timing, you know, the fifth reason that you look unlucky. There's, <laughs> there's people who can't read a room. I laugh because I'm thinking about like over six of them that I know. And they have poor timing on when to make a joke, poor timing when to take a break, poor timing when to raise their hand. And they always, they just, they tend to look like bad luck when they tend to attract it. Learn how to read cues. If you can't read cues, ask somebody how to teach you. That's good at it. Maybe take a course in body language, read a book in body language. But you want to learn how to find those signs and signals because they're all around you. You just got to learn how to read them. Lack of timing strategy is another aspect of poor timing. Without a strategy, you might find yourself out of sync with the natural flow of events and you will stumble through your life. You'll stumble through the game and it looks like you're only finding unfortunate events as opposed to fortunate incidents. So how do you counter poor timing? <coughs> Excuse me. Preparation. All right. Um, reading the room, learning how to read the room. If you don't know how to learn, find somebody who can teach you, look it up on YouTube. There's tons of videos on how to read a room. And once you get more confident in it, start to trust your instinct. Your instincts are good. You just may not know how to hear them. You may not know how to listen to them, but your instincts can help you out with your timing. But definitely, Poor timing is also something you're going to have to practice getting better at. You're not going to get it right overnight. You're going to make mistakes. But hopefully you'll get better and better by learning how to read a room, preparation. (coughs) Oh, man. So sorry, guys. Cough shop's going in. Um, And also a key to poor timing. (coughs) Excuse me. When you're in an event, take yourself out of the equation. A lot of people mess up their timing. Because they're trying to insert themselves into the flow forcefully, not organically. Take a step back and watch the meeting unfold. Watch the party unfold. Watch the dinner happen. And it can be, oh man, so sorry, guys. It can be very tempting to get excited, like, well, I want to jump in here and and be the funny one or be the one telling the stories. But then you get in there and you fuck it all up. Lay back in the cut. (laughs) I love that saying, dear, if you listen, that's for you, brother, lay back in the cut, take yourself, chill, take yourself out of it and just watch. You can learn a lot by watching more so than you can by talking. Okay. Number six, and I'm sure you guys are so glad that I'm on this point. So I'm not like coughing in your ears. Number six reason why you're unlucky is a lack of action. And this goes back a little bit to indecision and overthinking. Fortune favors the bold <clears throat> and inactivity an and inaction an repels it. Aspects of lack of action, procrastination, you delay doing things. And we delay doing things It pushes opportunities, quote unquote, luck further away until things slip to your fingers. Analysis paralysis. I love that one. <clears throat> you overthink shit. You overthink, you analyze every move, and next thing you know, it's led to no move at all, and you're missing out on lucky breaks. And that that's a giant pain in the ass. Um, fear of success. You know, as many people fear failing, more people fear succeeding. And you would think that that wasn't a real thing, but it really is because, you know, a lot of us have imposter syndrome. Imposter syndrome is that whole like, oh, my God, I'm in this spot and I'm not qualified to do this. And people are going to find out. So you're scared when you get that new promotion or that new or that date with that sexy person or whatever it is, you know, or you get the loan for the business. So you're afraid of succeeding because what if I can't? What if I can't keep this level of success up? You know, now I'm just setting myself up for a bigger failure because now I'm out there. Maybe I can't handle the responsibilities. So, yeah, people fear the responsibilities that come with success, and they inadvertently push luck away by putting this fear vibe out. Look, look, a lack of action is bad. And, like, that's something that you almost cannot You can't have a lack of action be part of who you are and expect success. It's not going to work. And the way you counter a uh, lack of action is, you got to move. You got to, you got to take a chance. Excuse me. You got to take an opportunity. And And you got to make it happen, and so it's tough, it's scary, you know, but think of it this way: if you didn't fear something, it would not be important to you. so if you fear it or if you have fear about doing it or trying it, that you care about it, that's good. Take that energy, spin it around, and make it positive, make it action, but don't make it premature action. And don't overanalyze the shit out of it, but move, okay? And with, look, guys, with a lot of this stuff, with this concept of bad luck or good luck, there's so much psychological rooting in this that there's nothing wrong with going to see a counselor and a therapist and say, hey, I'm trying to shake my feeling of bad luck. I'm trying to shake my habit of procrastination. I'm trying to shake my habit of overthinking. Let them get to the root of what led you down this path and what taught you deep down that these ideas are okay. You're not a victim. There's no bad luck. You can be not the victim, but the victor. And I know it might sound cheesy, like we're at some kind of like retreat where we're doing trust falls. But like real talk, guys, be the victor, not the victim. Tell bad luck to kiss your ass. Every morning, you make your own luck, right? Say that in the mirror. And there you have it. So, I know Friday the 13th is creepy and spooky, and it can be kind of fun. also led to a shitload of movies. But those are six reasons that you might be feeling unlucky. But here's the good news. Recognize these patterns. And you've already achieved the first step towards turning the tide of luck. And so luck is not entirely random. It's quite often the product of our attitudes, our actions, and the way that we see the world around us. That's the game, baby. That's the game. So guys, thank you so much for this. Catch me on all the social medias, YouTube, Patreon, Twitter. Definitely catch the blog. And um, don't forget 15 confidence commandments. If you go sign up with the game on with Jack Melling list, you guys rock. and. You've been listening to Game On with Jackson Stewart. If you enjoyed the episode, Sands my coughing and hacking, be sure to subscribe and leave, a, leave me a review. Stay connected. And as always, keep it sexy. Game On.